0: Raf, I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human, uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey
1: everyone, I'm, I'm Jared, I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther.
0: Uh, he's a dampier. Uh
1: he is a fighter that specialises in firearms, bit of an investigator, and
2: I am the great 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 uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob, I'm playing... Titler. The Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz, I'm playing a Theodore
3: Ursa, the Satyr druid who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid
1: who's unwillingly taken Tifla un- under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months.
4: Hi, my name is Josh, I'm from the Roll Together RPG stream and I will be playing Killian Maxwell, a half-elf warlock who has come to Barovia. He- was with the party previously, but has lost them and has joined up with the Tempest on their adventures.
5: G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, He is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world. And he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism.
6: And I'm Owen, the dungeon master of our Curse of Stride campaign. A warning, gentle viewer. Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which means you may hear adult language or adult themes throughout this episode. Hello! 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 <gasps> hello, hello! And welcome back to the Lost Archives for our Curse of Strahd campaign. We are very excited to be jumping back into our horror campaign, especially because we actually we missed our session last Monday, unfortunately. We had a few players sick and away. Luckily, though, the player that we like the least is away tonight. Um, has can't make it to tonight's set. <laughs> Sorry, Haz. I should I should be very, very like I actually has and I are very good friends, and I and I, I I'm very much joking just in case you were wondering. Um, unfortunately, has is away for the next two weeks. Uh, he is away in Germany, so if you happen to be in Deutschland and you bump into that curly haired satyr, say hi and um. For our be...
2: German audience, yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> th- to, to be fair, you laugh. There are actually a few people who listen <laughs> with that German awesome. subtitles on. So I know there must be some people. Guten I'm Morgan. assuming they're in Germany. Maybe they're in Austria. Um, but uh, thank you. Yeah, obviously, if, if you see Has over in Germany, give him a little wave and hello. He's over there for two weeks. For and no
1: context either. Just no say context. hello, Has. Just say hello, Has. Um, <laughs> don't walk away. <again>. Do <laughs> you know don't even <laughs> call him Has. Call
6: him Theodore. <laughs> do the traditional Fey greeting um what do you reckon the traditional fey greeting would be maybe is throw bad, like glitter like in his shot? face man yeah, this is probably, your world
1: it? you you can just you just do i'll what just you make want. it up what's what's, um, what's the fey you know what is the fey greeting
6: <laughs> just say hello theodore and then like go with some pocket glitter and then run away um if you, nice. if you do happen to bump into him uh, unfortunately he is away for work purposes so it's not a fun trip so if he can brighten up his day by doing that i think he'd be very very happy um,
0: everyone just... loves glitter in the eyes exactly
6: <laughs> i can tell you right now there are no health impacts of small sharp flakes of uh <laughs> glitter that can cause problems for a cornea don't worry not a problem at all um we, Why we are... they
2: bounce they bounce
6: back they bounce back that's it's, that's a true yeah. fact about the eye from jacob there um that is the only announcement we have tonight. I will be playing the character of Theo while Haz is away. Um, I'll cover Theo for the next two weeks. Um, Everyone else is here tonight. We are all ready to rock and roll otherwise. I don't think we have any other fun, crazy announcements to share for the moment, unless anyone's got anything fun they want to share. I think, Josh, you and I might be doing something for the Corsair's Cove um, uh, charity stream event. I, I just got a message literally before we went live about the Corsair Cove Candle Keep Christmas. Have you been have you been messaged Ooh, that yet? I, I suspect yours will be coming. I haven't,
4: soon. Yeah, I reckon I'll get mine soon. I haven't had it just yet, but fingers crossed.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think uh it sounds like there's gonna be another another really fun charity live stream event. A Christmas themed live stream event over on Corsair's Cove. So we will definitely hang out for that. I think uh if I, if I am available and I am free, I will definitely try and do it. Because uh of course there's Cover, a lovely friend of the show and we uh, we love doing little cross plays with them. We should get Josh. We should get Josh on for a, uh, other Josh. We've got this Josh. We should get the other Josh, Josh the pirate on for uh, for a, uh, a session as a guest character. Maybe I should see if he's free next week while Haz is away just for a quick-
1: And he'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> Double Josh. That's
6: so what so happens with the Joshes. I was gonna say so far, 100% success rate Josh is like- Man, completely most of that in.
1: Wednesday night game are mostly guest characters
6: that's true that's true um but that's that's how we recruit the best and the brightest is we bring them on as a guest spot and then they stick around that's that's how that's how most people end up getting sucked into this in fact every single person who's sitting here was a guest (laughs) before they joined the mainstream um except for jared except for jared except for jared he meant everyone that
2: matters yeah i did oh man that's fair that's fair (laughs) um
6: so okay, we we will jump into we'll jump into the session right now. I will do a recap, a really nice detailed recap, because obviously we've had a week off before, um, so we, we weren't here last Monday. So I'll make sure we're, we're fully reimmersed back into the uh, back into the uh, the adventure. So previously, our adventure has been following a new team of the Tempest Adventuring Guilds, specifically a, a new team consisting of Theo, Luther, Jonor, Grinner, and Tithla. Having become trapped within the realm of Barovia while searching for some missing adventurers, this group have been travelling west in search of a way to escape these lands. Their journey has not been made alone though. In the town of Alaki, the team met up with Killian, an adventurer from a distant land who has now joined the party. The team are on their way to the town of Kresk, accompanying Nikolai and Stella Wachta, the last surviving children of the Wachta house. After losing her mind following an accident with a teleportation circle, Nikolai is hoping the abbot at Kres can help his sister Stella. The party too have need of a healer, Tifla having suffered pretty severe burns a few days ago which have yet to be fully treated. After exploring a seemingly abandoned tower on the way, the team bumped into Esmeralda, a student of Rictavio's currently attempting to track down her former master. After gifting Esmeralda a whistle, which the team had previously agreed to use as a signal to contact Rictavio again, they parted ways and returned to catch up to the Walkers. Unfortunately, their time at the tower had proved longer than originally anticipated and the Walkers had moved on ahead. Tracking the path onwards, the team was surprised to find the wagon had turned away from the path to Kresk, instead heading down the road leading to the Wizard of Wine's vineyard. Following the path, the team found themselves in amongst the vines, a blood trail leading from the ruined carriage just off the side of the road. Emerging from the blighted soil, a large mass of vines covered in beautiful flowers suddenly rose from the earth and attacked, undead monsters emerging from its bloated form. The team destroyed the corpse flower, but upon its death a cloud of spores unleashed from its stem causing them to black out and suffer vivid hallucinations. After awakening from this shared dark nightmare, the team made their way through the vineyard to the buildings on a large hill nearby. Meeting the owner of the vineyard, a gruff older gentleman called Davian, the team placed the order for the wine that was to be sent to Valaki as per the instructions of um, Gunther back in the town of Valaki. Then they joined Davian for a bit of wine tasting. As the evening wore on, the wine worked to help smooth conversation, and the team spent a while learning about the dangers posed by the druids of Yester Hill, a nearby druid circle that had been corrupted over a very, very long period of time. After Jonor offered to do a card reading as a bit of a party trick, Jonor found himself making a true foretelling, the second true foretelling he's made so far, mentioning a talisman made of feather and bone, lost in a drowned village. This seemed to have a pretty profound effect on Davian and his daughter, uh, who very quickly headed off, leaving the party to kind of make their own way to bed. Um, Killian decided to check up on the daughter a bit sort of confused uh, as to whether or not um, Stefania uh, was okay and after having a bit of a talk to her before he could learn anything useful Davian came back in and sent her to bed and that is where we left off last session Jonor having finished his card reading the cards now tucked away back in your deck Jonor uh, Killian you're sitting alone at the bench Stefania having just left to head to bed, and Davian wishing you a good night. Looking, yeah, very distant, almost a thousand yards stare, as if a lot of thoughts are playing across his mind right now. That is where we left off. I'm going to jump back in first with Killian. Uh You're inside, the, uh, it looks like the, uh, the other son, the eldest son, um, Adrian. Uh, who you had had a very brief conversation with. Um, He was the one who had uh, been reading in the study with his younger brother, but then eventually decided to come and help light all the lanterns and get the winery ready for the evening. Um, As he sees uh, you sort of sitting there alone at the kitchen bench, he reaches over to the coat stand, pulls out a very large cloak and wraps it around himself, um, and then pulls a crossbow out from a cabinet. Attached to the wall that is currently locked, he reaches in with a key, unlocks it and pulls out what looks like a uh, pretty a pretty reasonably sized crossbow. Gives you a bit of a smile. Sadly, I'm on, uh, I'm on guard duty tonight. Um, if you need uh, need anything, the guest rooms are now made up. Uh, feel free to stay up as long as you want. And uh, if you need anything, I'll be, uh, be over near the barn. Just do a sort of lazy circuit around for the next couple of hours. Would you like some company? Ah, oh, I, I couldn't ask you to stay up, uh, stay up all night with me. You're welcome to join me for the first loop if you like, but I think it's I'm not I'm not going to ask a guest a guest of my father's to to stay up all night and help me with guard duty. It's I, I'll be honest, it's very boring. Not not much normally happens.
4: But it's fine. I will. I'm more than happy to uh, assist you. Um, I'm not particularly tired, if I'm honest. And. Uh, I don't normally rest for that long. For that long, to be fair.
6: Well, uh, if you have a spare hour or two, say no. Yes, of course. Wonderful. Well, wow, please. And he uh, holds the door open for you, the front door open to you that leads back out towards the tasting area, towards the uh, the beer garden.
4: I'll just follow him and do a perimeter sweep with him. Perfect.
6: As the two of you emerge back out, you can see the rest of the party sitting down at the table. Um, the carafe of wine that you had been tasting before uh, probably has about a quarter left in it. Um, it seems to be much more of a sweeter dessert wine to finish off the evening. Um, I'm going to say maybe like a, something something similar to a port, perhaps, um, it's, uh, that's still sitting on the table. Much smaller glasses in front of you. While... Killian is having a bit of a chat with Adrian, and before he comes out, what would the rest of you be doing during this time? I mean, before this, the evening had been going fairly smoothly. You'd been, been talking. Davian had warmed up very quickly to you. There'd been a lot of conversation, and then suddenly, once this card reading was performed and Jonor pulled out that, that card, the, the, the card of crows, I think it was the nine of uh, stars from memory. Nine of stars. Yeah. Once you pulled that out, um, yeah everything kind of just stopped.
0: Um, I think, I mean, Grinner was just kind of chilling at the table, drinking his spirits... That's right. You um, you
6: were you were at a vineyard and you were refusing to taste any of the wine. You were <laughs> drinking whiskey. That's right. I remember. You were that guy.
0: Well, no, I, I I was having. It was some sort of a wine based spirit. I can't remember exactly what it was now. It was the worst grapes they
5: had. Oh, that's right. It was cheap vodka. vodka. It
6: was moonshine vodka. That's
0: right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Grape vodka, but which is really it's good great. by the way. Grape vodka um, is delicious.
6: it actually. Is this a thing? Yeah. Grape vodka. Oh, is not like grape flavored vodka or vodka made from grapes? No,
0: no, like vodka made from grapes.
6: There you go. Because the first result I got was Hubba Bubba vodka. <laughs> and I'll be mm-hmm. honest, there was a part of me that died inside reading that, <laughs> just a little part yeah. of me.
2: And there was another part of you that lit up in excitement.
6: I'm actually, I, I'm not, I'm not a Hubba Bubba fan. I never was. I went through childhood. I was, uh, I was a Ghost Drops fan. If, uh, if we're going back to like, mean, the Australian candy,
1: they're both good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed both. They're great.
6: I just, I really enjoyed the ghost drops. This is very. I, I Were ghost drops available anywhere else apart from Australia? I think they were an Australian thing. Josh, did you ever get ghost drops? They were like a little hard candy that was only a little bit sour, wrapped in a, not in a single
4: packet. something like that. It wasn't called ghost drops. We, we've got hubba bubba over here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah,
6: yeah. Uh, Maybe ghost drops was a unique yeah, Australian. Drops are so good there. Yeah, there were there were four different colours. I'm not going to say flavours because <laughs> I don't know what flavour they were. They were colours. Um, they, were chemical they were chemical flavors. They were chemical flavours. And I, I remember uh, I remember as a young as a young lad at swimming carnivals we'd uh oh, clearly Jacob doesn't like this story, he's just disappeared on us. <laughs> 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 I used to I used to like pretend that each one gave you like a different a different power. I can't remember what the powers were for the different colours, but like this was what we'd do as like young primary school aged children. We'd just like essentially have probably like a cup's worth of sugar of <laughs> these things. And at that point, Time slowed down around you and you genuinely felt like you were a superhero. <laughs> and then the sugar crash occurred. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, ghost drops, a, that, that takes me back, man. Um, so Grinner is enjoying uh, your moonshine grape <laughs> vodka. Uh, I am. Vodka.
0: It's delicious. Um, and given the card reading and the reaction, um, can Grinner roll for, did he actually notice that?
6: Yeah, 100%. Do you want to make me an insight check?
0: I do. As soon as I find that stat. There it is. Oh, did that come through? I think it's pooed the bed. I'm going to sort it out, but it was 16.
6: 16. As you take a bit of a moment to focus, Grinner, your brain kind of like... I'm going to say at this point you've had enough of this stuff that your reaction times have slowed a bit. And your subconscious, you kind of feel this tap on your shoulder in your mind as your subconscious goes, Grinner, something's going on out there, mate. You gotta pay attention outside again. Put the glass down, something happened out there. Jo- Jodo said some words. He made him unhappy and he showed him a card. And he, we, we noticed a card and a little crow on it. And he talked about some sort of like thing made of feathers and bone. The girl got really upset and ran off and the man got really like quiet. Um... I'd say that, yeah, you notice that the the girl, Stefania, emotional, very, like, emotional response. This instant shock replaced by sadness and grief as she quickly left. Davian was a bit different. Um, very hard man to read. This is a man who's used to sort of keeping his emotions buried beneath, wearing a mask at all times. A man who sort of has been strong for people around him so they don't know when he's hurting or when he's upset or in in danger, probably to protect them very much. Like I'd say probably Grinner, not too dissimilar from how you would be in situations. If, If you were with your loved ones, you would want to protect them from things that might upset them. So you, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a kinship there, almost an understanding of, yeah, this is, this is how he deals with things. Shock. Definitely from Davian. A numb Shock almost like a battle shock this numb empty feeling no other emotion from david
0: so i've i've been around like you say that's that's how grinner works and grinner's been around a lot of nasty shit and his band of people that he was with have also been around a lot of nasty shit so yeah that sort of way of dealing with things and coping would be second nature for him as such, could I argue a role with advantage to see, I guess, what, is it grief? Is it um, fear? What are the, like, I know that you're saying that there's not really much of a read on other emotions, but is there any way that Grinner can delve a little deeper given his He channels shit the same way.
6: Yeah, I I think that's a very well-reasoned argument. Yes, you may. You may roll your insight check again and we'll take the higher value. Be rush to get a nat one now to balance that out, wouldn't it? (laughs) 23. (laughs) Grinner. It is definitely a sorrow, a grief. But there's another emotion there as well. Anger. A burning anger that has never been extinguished it's been squashed it's been pushed deep but Davian is f- he's raging underneath the surface he is hurting and he has covered it up with this cool facade that emotionlessness like a lead lining keeping in nuclear hot nuclear waste (laughs) this rage burning within him whatever to clarify yeah yeah yeah. not not at Jonah not at Jonah whatever yeah no no at something else definitely not Jonah there's there's shock at Jonah there's confusion um there's probably there's maybe like a hint of resentment about Jonah bringing this up but the rage isn't directed at Jonah it's not directed at anyone at this table it's not directed at anyone That you can see this is rage directed with a 23 this is rage directed mostly at himself Mm
0: -hmm. oh yeah grinner knows all about that all right that's all i need
6: yeah this is a man who feels anger and hatred self-loathing and shame
0: and he's he's followed his daughter inside now hey okay
6: And yeah, you know, you you saw Killian follow the daughter in, he stayed outside with you for like an extra 30 seconds and then followed Killian in. Mm
0: -hmm. I'll I'll stay put and keep sipping my drink, just having a think, I think, for the moment.
1: So, what time time of day is it right now? It's It's early evening,
6: probably about, um, oh no, sorry, no, 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 it's not early evening, it's probably about... Uh, mid to late evening about sort of nine o'clock ten o'clock by your yep. best estimates because you, you you got up to the top of the hill at about five o'clock and you had I mean you guys were drinking and talking for a while so yeah I'd say probably about nine ten o'clock at night because um, the lanterns were all lit around about, about seven so yeah it's been and it's been about two hours since then so yeah about nine or ten o'clock at night cool and what's so
1: Griner what were you just doing then You you were you outside you said or something yeah
6: so I'm I'm still at the
0: outside table at the fresco where we were um, I've just been drinking my straight grape vodka and um after this whole card reading I'm just gonna stay sitting there kind of spinning the drink around in the tumbler that I have and and mulling over those emotions that I picked up on because they're very close to home um okay I'm going to sit down at the table with you
1: um let some time pass for a sec I also have a little sip of my own wine um, everyone else whoever's there will obviously we stay there but um, obviously uh, Davian has already went inside so I'm gonna look at you Grinner I'm gonna say oh, so Grinner yeah. where 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 are you from I know we've known each other for a while but we've never really talked about sort of our backgrounds
3: well no, I suppose we haven't, it, it's hard to, I don't really like thinking on, on the, the past stuff mate, you, you know that, it, it's all about in the moment and, and just try not to fucking die. Well, I'm not talking so much
1: about where, where you served, more the, f- the family that you had before.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: well. Are they, do you still have family?
3: Not, not, that, not that I have anything to do with. I, I don't, I don't really know if they're still alive. Because uh, I noticed if... something way back when. On yeah.
1: your jacket. In your jacket, I should say, you had some interesting. It's an insignia or something along those lines. I'm going way back. Mm-hmm. I remember.
3: Uh, yeah. Or, well, well shit, it's a bit faded now. It, it's it's the family crest, mate. I don't really know much about it. It's uh, I've, I've never really been one for that sort of shit. But uh, no, it, it's, uh, it's I believe it's me dad's family. Mm. Uh, well, I guess I guess we mums too. But did you? Did your dad ever have any siblings that you knew of? No. I mean he could have done. There, there was a lot of a lot of his friends round, and most of them were uncle this or uncle that. But I, I don't know which ones might have been hmm. blood or not. I, why? What, what the fuck are you getting on about?
1: No, just I've I've seen the insignia before that your family crest, it, I've seen it before. You know my little secret now. Um, I'm a bit older than I seem. I've seen that around before. A bit more when it was in its glory days though. You might not know this, but... um, Well, that family crest you have there, its a little bit more involved. A bit more history there. You come from some um, good roots.
0: I'll say that.
3: Well... But it's a few. Yeah. Hold on
0: gonna gonna neck the rest of his drink for a minute. And is is the bottle out there or not?
6: Uh, of the grape vodka, no. Uh, Honestly, I'd say of
0: anything at this point.
6: There's there's the dessert one. There's about a quarter of a bottle left of a port. Um, and when I say a bottle, it's it's like a decanter of port.
0: I think is probably gonna have a taste of that. Fuck that sweet. It's oh, really that
6: sweet shit. after the. It's really sweet after the vodka. <laughs> it's just, it's it's painfully sweet.
0: Grinner's probably going to spit it out, actually, and put it back down.
3: Uh, Yeah. uh, There's a few fucking things to unpack with that. Grinner kind of puts his cup down. We haven't really spoken too much about that. You say you're older, and I know you got some fucking shit fuckery going on, right?
1: Well, as we were talking, I'll lower my my, uh, glasses. That normally you can't see my eyes, but now you see them and they've got like
0: that reddish shoe to them. Yes, a little bit of fuckery, as you said. With that reddish shoe, would I pick up on any similarities between any other monsters we've been fighting recently?
6: You know outright, Grinner, at this point, that Luther is uh, partially through the transformation Mm. into a vampire. Mm. Yeah, you know that.
0: yeah. But do I draw that correlation with the eyes as well? Um, do
6: you want to make me a nature or arcana check? And while you're doing the other thing, I'll, I'll add as well. I think the family crest, it was the military patch on your coat that you'd torn off. The family crest was on your waistcoat, wasn't it, that you wore like half hidden under the
1: coat? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. I only and, saw it once.
6: Yeah, you've only seen it once as he sort of pulls the coat apart. Because Grinna has I, a very I, military.
1: I've kept, I've kept my distance, but yeah. now that I've revealed my secret, I'm. I'm prying a little bit. I'm probably not going to... Yeah, well, yeah, I won't say nothing.
6: Because Grunner, Grunner wears an old waistcoat, a very faded waistcoat with a family crest that is very, very old. Um, and it's mostly kept hidden underneath the military jacket that you wear with your then trench coat on top of that. But, I mean, now that your military jacket's unbuttoned, it's a bit warmer here. You've not needed to bun- bundle up against the uh, the cold. The waistcoat's not that dissimilar to the waistcoat Luther's wearing as well. In fact, Luther's just looks like a much more well-maintained, well, maintained, <laughs> well uh, yeah. eat, like, perfectly fitted, bespoke waistcoat. Very similar cut. Um, ten, Grinner, on the Arcana. Oh, I mean, red eyes, you know that there are many races that have red eye color naturally occurring. I mean, tieflings, Ganassi, Fire Ganassi specifically. Um, you, you've even heard of a condition albinism where people can have no pigment and they get red eyes as well. In terms of specifically monsters with red eyes, I mean, the only one that you can think of off the top of your head with red eyes is, yeah, some sort of vampire maybe. If you've, you've, I mean, you've what seen- about the
1: vampire we fought? Yeah, you've he seen has, two vampires
6: spawn oh. and, a, and a full-blooded vampire now, okay. all of them with the red eyes.
1: Uh, a question for you, Owen. Would they have yeah. a more deeper reddish shoe where mine would have maybe be lighter? Because I'm like, I didn't fully complete the transition. I was actually
6: gonna go to the, the other, other way. I think yours is a much more deeper color because maybe you had brown eyes cool. originally. And whereas the vampires have these very bright, vibrant, almost, like, glowing eyes. Because you know how vampires kind of have that almost hypnotic-like gaze? I kind of imagine this very, like, encapturing hue. The the red eye color that glows softly seems to draw you in and pull your vision in towards the uh, the vampire's gaze to help
2: you. sorry when does the sparkling skin come into it in the sunlight?
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's after he's given a piggyback to Tisla and told her oh. to go, hold on tight, Spider Monkey. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now um, I have to
2: do that. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah. So, <laughs> I'll do that in like 50 sessions when we don't remember. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> as as die, you me...
6: as you're leaving your friends dying on the floor of Strud's ballroom, <laughs> like, hold on tight, <laughs> Spider Monkey. <laughs> you just runs tiffle down yeah. the side of the castle, <laughs> leave the rest there to die. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. perfect. Uh, you, what what race were you before you
1: got old, nibbled, old loofah? no, Human. Like I show my ears. I show my features. like just, just classic old human
0: oxenford
3: actually Uh, that's that's where i'm from well originally there's there's people there what how how old are you mate do you really want to know truly yeah yeah i i I think
1: i mean i've lost count of of some of the way but from my estimates 210 years old
3: well it, right you uh, fucking look good for it oh well thank you and you knew my family or some shit well I've definitely seen the crest you should take more pride in that well it doesn't mean much to me now it's, it's I, I think the the Waistcoats are me Dad. I'd just kind of hang on to it, but...
1: I put my hand in your shoulder and go, oh, Grinner,
3: family is everything. Blood runs thick. Well, I suppose. Tell that to a dad that beats you.
1: Well. It doesn't bird well. Hmm. I sort of looked out a little bit. Almost like disappointment on my face, because... I yeah. realise that's probably an ancestor, uh, uh, not an ancestor, sorry, well, a um, descendant.
6: Statistically, if you think about the the ages in play, that's probably your nephew or great-nephew. Mm. Well, not a great-nephew. That's your nephew or shit-nephew. <laughs> <It's the> <laughs> <other> <laughs> Definitely not a great-nephew. Yeah. So I'm,
1: I'm yeah. going to look a bit disappointed with that, actually. That, that, that yeah. Hmm. Well... With that, um, I, I pat you on the back, On the back, I'll pat you on the shoulder again and go, well, like I said, take a bit more pride in it, but for now, I'm a bit peckish. This wine has been good, but I think I need a little midnight snack.
3: I don't think I want to know what that means, Lufa.
6: A bat pre-sun, <laughs> I think <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a nod. Yeah. Look at Grinner. Yeah, take some more pride
6: in that. While you two are having your little chats, Jonor Tithla and Theo, given that Grinner and Luther are kind of sitting off, just at a table right near your table, but clearly having a very private conversation at this point—or not a very private conversation—but having having a little, a little.
1: Yeah, not so. not yeah. have to be private. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to hide just, anything. They're, they'll be around. Yeah. I don't mind if they yeah. talk.
6: But while while they're having a little D and M, uh, Jonor Tithla, what are you two doing?
7: Um, I was just thinking, like, this is a winery, yeah?
6: You're pretty You're pretty milk drunk yeah. at this point, Titho. I mean, you, your belly's <laughs> full. You've been drinking milk for the yeah, entire why, evening.
7: Where are they getting their milk from? Like, why would they have a cow? Do they have cows? Is the cow for the milk? Is the cow for the beef?
5: Do you want to... I think there could be a couple different animals around. Have you had a look? We've just arrived in this uh, the front... Oh, fresco. This Are you proposing that I'm not
7: drinking cow milk?
5: That's the opposite of what I'm saying. I'm saying there could be. You just don't know. It's You've got a it lack of information.
7: It sounds like you're saying I'm probably not drinking cow milk.
6: Titha, roll <laughs> me a nature check to figure out what milk you've been drinking.
2: Naturally, and Titha is the best at nature as she
6: he, is at so many things. If you beans. get a nat one, I'm going to be very happy. That's a 17. 22. 22. you've definitely been drinking cow milk.
7: I've definitely been drinking cow milk. Why would you try and bring that sort of confusion into this?
5: I thought you're uh, some sort of nature uh, inquisitor. You'd be able to figure these things out and we can check out this this place if we wanted to.
7: What? Well, see if there are it's... cows. Well, would that be rude?
5: I guess they didn't say to go have a look around, but...
6: I'd say it's at this wasn't... point, as the two of you are having this conversation, and, and, uh, Grinner, and uh, Grinner and Luther are having a very a very in-depth conversation, you see Adrian and Killian emerge from inside the house. Adrian gives you guys a bit of a nod and a wave, and you watch Killian... I, again, I'm thinking, like, a bit of a nod, a bit of a wave, and then begin following Adrian out. You, you can see Adrian's got a crossbow and is clearly dressed uh, a bit more warmly now that he's away from the fires, Heading off into the uh, into the darkness near where the barn is, and I stalk him be- from behind.
5: It t- okay.
6: Is that well, your midnight well, snack? Not. <laughs> Killian does have a bottle of blood. <laughs> he does have a, a clay jar. Uh-huh. I'm
1: gonna get my i got to get my Capri sons going. You That's know, true. bats, rats, anything. Really <laughs> I
4: wave at them with the uh, handless arm with the stump. That's <laughs> <Great.
6: laughs> <laughs> standing. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm so
7: sorry about my friends.
6: Theo points They're at awful. the two of them walking off and goes, "It looks like uh, looks like some of them are already going off to uh, to have an explore. Probably it is okay to have an explore too.
5: Well, I, yeah, I, I think I, we should. So let's let's give a little bit of a walk around here. I I, I cast the light cantrip. and oh, we don't need that. I've already, and
7: I've, already ca- I've already turned on all the lights outside. I I did the torches.
5: Oh wow! Okay, you're way ahead of it then. Let's um, let's try. head around the other way. We'll just you know check the perimeter the, the other way. I um, I you know grab her by the arm, um, sort of pull her along the other, other ow, way. Ow! Ow! Um. Oh, sorry. I'll just. I forget that you're that short. Thing. You, you know, Your skin has healed up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not know, your fault. Yeah.
6: I know Haz isn't here, but I do think it would be at this point that Thea would make a joke. Are you gonna try and steal Tifler again? <laughs> They feel like I don't think you would.
2: I think that's too easy. I oh, think okay. I think it's more classy than that.
6: Well no, you I never try it's... to
2: steal him, try to buy him. Yeah. There's a difference. And I think Owen's just a bit paranoid now that and <laughs> Owen's just waiting for it twenty four seven. Get ready. Is it now? Is it now? No,
6: we're classy people. That's These not things, true. That's a deception check. Uh, with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not true. Um because we all know it
5: was a scholarship being offered. That's
7: true. So... Exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, I
5: think
1: even the mum was a bit worried, wasn't she? No,
6: everyone <laughs> was wasn't until until oh, okay. <laughs> she wasn't until until Jacob made it worrying. <laughs> um, as as the two of you get to head off, um, Theo sort of goes to stand, stops, and goes. Actually, I am uh, I am kind of comfortable here. I might uh, I might stay and keep drinking this uh, delicious pot. Uh, you have fun walking in the darkness. If you uh, need any help, uh, need any help, just uh, give a call. I will, uh, I will mirthfully leap to your aid.
7: Okay, thank you. Um, quick question: What's mirthfully?
6: With uh, joyous abandon.
5: Mirthfully is uh, where you have a lot of joy and you do it with a lot of enthusiasm. That's uh, that's what it is.
6: Okay.
7: See, I learned so much around you. Thank you so much.
6: It's the same kind of joy Yo. that you would have to blast Hans Gruber off the top of a very tall tower.
7: Who? What? That <laughs> <laughs> sounds Sorry. some sort of... Uh, the, the word Christmas movie comes to mind, and I'm yes. just not sure why.
1: <laughs> the best one. The best Christmas movie.
5: You're goddamn right. <laughs> so, those cows. Hey, uh, tith- those, yes, let's go and find those cows, yeah. Um, and as we get walk around out of earshot you know, of everyone else, I, um, looking, trying to walk casually, I'd say t- to Tithla, um, I, I was showing off my uh, my cards and using, you know, my my ability to try and understand the future, and all I did was just upset all of them. I, yeah. Why why would my skills, you know, bring pain to other people?
7: start. You know how sometimes when you look at me, you see, yeah. you see a little. When you first saw me, you saw <laughs> a goblin that was scary and frightening, and you didn't understand.
5: Oh, uh, yeah, bit, bits and pieces. Yeah, uh, g- carry on. Yeah.
7: it's the same. They just don't know you yet. They just have an idea of what these sort of powers or abilities are, and they don't actually know what it means or they don't know what it means for you to have them so they're just scared because the only exposure they've had to this sort of thing was through somebody else and it must have been a negative experience
5: so if i'm nice to them and ease them into more divination then maybe they'll get more familiar with it and they'll embrace it a bit more
7: well well, how did you become more comfortable with me
5: Oh, just time, you know, and your, your joyful little person personality, of course. Thank
7: you. Thank you. But I, I didn't try and force anything. You just sort of let it happen.
5: Yeah, okay. You know, um, don't, don't shove it down the throat. It's uh, as it's offered. Uh, sorry, as it's uh, requested.
7: Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you could do a little trick, but you know what they say? Consent is key. That's
5: uh, that's uh, w- uh, a phrase many times uttered in Oxenford, that's uh, absolutely true. So I'll keep the maybe the deck just in the back pocket and, you know, not, not just shove it in the people's faces, I don't want to force my ways on them.
7: Yeah, but also how were you to know that they were going to have, you know, such a negative reaction? It's not your fault, it just sort of is.
5: Don't you, the messenger I guess is the, the message here.
7: Am I the messenger?
5: Well, you're, you're giving me this latest uh, insight, so uh, I wouldn't shoot you for the insight. Thank
7: you. I Probably use a, a
5: firebolt instead would be my method of uh, damage, but...
7: Wow, you're going to bring up fire with the burns, really?
5: Oh, it's really insensitive, isn't it?
7: Yeah, almost as insensitive as... Uh, I'm not going to bring up a joke about you buying me this time. We were having a nice moment. I won't wreck it. Aw. Uh, hey, can I show can we you see
5: any? Oh yeah, okay. Um, I, you
7: see those? You see those cows over there?
5: I Come. look for cows. Are you, are you? Are there actually cows? Yeah, oh, she's pointing at cows.
6: Yeah, uh, oh, that's not that how D&D, D&D works. Uh, <laughs>
2: <it's> <laughs> <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to interrupt and say there are no cows, I which was... I did.
6: Um, could I get you to roll me a perception check, please? Roll for cows. Absolutely, perception
2: is. that's
6: 13 for Jonor, 21 for Tithla. Tithla, as you point, rather than pointing specifically at a cow, what you're pointing at is down towards the uh, lower section of the vineyard. Um, You can actually see what looks like a pen, an animal pen. It's probably only got a bay for maybe three or four medium to large sized animals. And you can see there is a trough out the front with water, another trough with hay, as well as a saddle draped over the side of one of the fences towards the front. And this is set just off the road uh, and on the driveway that leads up towards the main house. Um, There's no fires or anything down here, so it's only the light of the moon that's allowing you to see this. And as you have a quick look, even from this distance, let's say you're probably about 30 metres away, looking through the gloom with your very keen goblin senses, you can see that two of the uh, stalls have a horse in them. One of the stalls is empty and one of the other stalls has a cow. No.
7: Oh. Um. Well, never mind. The, the The cows aren't out in the field or out and about. I was going to show you this called cool trick where you can get them and they fall over and they land on their back and then they struggle to get up. It's called cow tipping. Um. But they they got to be outside a little bit. This this isn't gonna work. I'm sorry.
6: As an aside, That's as a city problem. boy, is cow tipping a thing that actually people do? In the remote? yeah. Okay. It always felt like to me the sort of thing that. Country people would like say to make bear? city people look like idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good to know. No, drop bears Wait, are different. Yeah. Obviously, drop bears are real. Yeah, like out-tipping. I lost my father to a drop bear. Like, it's, 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 I can't believe you just bringing this up.
2: We got yeah, but he was no good, so it's fine.
6: I, we found him again straight after. He was fine.
2: Yeah. He <laughs>
6: <laughs> just got dragged up the tree. No worries. Yeah, exactly. No, you just tickle them under the chin and I let you go what fathers
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh boy <laughs> carry on Jodo please save us from this conversation
5: <laughs> but here, uh, cow tipping Are you, yes is this oh, I I don't know what cow tipping is uh, I know what tipping is but cow
7: yeah yeah so it's like that except not at all like that well show me then Okay. Well, I i can't. Here, we'll practice. And Tissa's
2: going to get down on all four knees like a cow. Okay. <laughs> yep, fair. I'm going to say.
5: Okay. Is that getting dirt <laughs> in your wounds? She's a goblin.
2: Okay. Yeah, lay know. down like a cloak or something. Hands and knees.
7: <laughs> no, 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 no. And then you sneak up from me. You sneak up from behind.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, sneak- no, I. Okay, you I made did it that. weird again. Uh, okay, Maybe. I'm uh, I'm behind you.
7: Okay, and now, now you scare me and I fall over.
5: Uh,
2: boo!
7: Ah!
2: Tithel falls on her back and kicking her arms and legs around.
7: Ah! And say it's just like that, <laughs> but with a cow.
5: Yeah, okay. Um. All right, they're, they're definitely not going to give me the hoof when I do that to them, but... Um... The,
7: the right. hoof? Oh. Do you want me to kick you in the face and we can make it feel more realistic?
5: I think... I think those cows make me do that.
7: Yeah. Okay. Well, we, like I said, we can't do that, but we can go and give them a pat. So let's go say hello and say thank you for the milk.
5: I approach the cows to to pet them. Yeah. So
6: Good brother. Say yeah, hello, nice. when... As you guys make your way down towards the stalls, um, we've had we've had a question. There we go. I was going to say we had a question from Chat. Josh, have you heard of uh, drop bears before? <laughs> I don't think so, but I'm quickly looking it up just to see if I do know what they are. So so drop bears look identical to koalas in every way and form, but unlike koalas, drop bears are vicious, murderous bastards. Um, I mean, the number one cause of death for Australians and tourists to Australia is drop bears.
5: Probably, Did probably you, more tourists than Australians.
6: More tourists than say. Australians. Most yeah. Australians know to tickle the cheek, no, so it's, but... it's all good. But yeah, um, they drag you up into trees and uh, disembowel you.
2: Lovely. And if you're ever out... In the in yeah. bush at night, you can hear them grunting. Yeah, you can. From the tops of the yeah. trees. And it's hard to tell them
6: because they sound, they sound identical to the mating call of the male koala, which is this... Uh, 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 uh. So it is very hard it's to actually know. actually
5: grim. It's, it's yeah. the red eyes that it's give so away,
0: grim. though, because they're iridescent in the dark. But once
6: you can see the red eye, it's too late for you. Mm. You're already a goner. That's the, it's the problem. <laughs> I
0: think... I think they're related to the Bunyip as well. Which
6: they is- are, yeah, yeah, mm. and the uh, and the as well. It's a it's a it's a very dense family tree of.
1: Uh... <laughs>
4: Just must be sitting there like what?
6: The-? Just like what? The fuck <laughs> is I mean,
4: I was going to say the most de- the two most deadly animals in the UK are the deer and <laughs>
2: and cows. Food is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, we're about to hear that. <laughs> is that as in oh deer? As in actual deers, yeah. like
4: five thousand. No, twenty thousand road collisions in the UK are caused by deers a year, and on, hang on, hang, people on people hang, hang on. Like mm-hmm. is, it the,
6: is it the deer that's killing people, or is it people not driving properly?
2: Well, if it's you're in a car, what kills a, a person? Just... Is it the phone pole or the car? I mean, we I do deceleration.
6: It's the deceleration, <laughs> right? The <laughs> physics. Others
2: <laughs> a very similar.
6: It's physics. Blame physics. Physics is the villain here.
2: So deer, deer are physics is the villain here. Yeah. As is normal life. Exactly.
6: <laughs> it's the physics that's the problem, man. Um, brilliant. As the two of you make your way down towards the stalls, we're going to jump back with Killian. Killian. As you begin making your rounds around the vineyard, um I guess you could say round square the vineyard, as you, as you begin moving around the large open barn section, um, Adrian uh, reaches into his coat pocket and pulls out a small hip flask, which he uncorks, takes a swig, breathes out this big cloud of steam, just, ah, <clears throat> uh, do you want to, do you want a sip? If you're getting cold, it's quite nice, warms you up.
4: Uh, no, I am fine, thank you. Are you, are you old enough to be doing that?
6: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: Wh- What do you mean? I mean, you, you look r- relatively young, uh, human, yes? Yeah. I, yes. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Seventeen. Okay, that is a little bit um, younger than what it is, what, it is uh, Wait. what the legal limit is in my land.
6: Wait, what? Hang on. Uh, hang on. <laughs> Sorry. You can't drink unless you're over... What?
4: Eighteen. So you're not far
6: off. Eighteen in your world? Yes. Man, I thought Barovia so was
4: anyway. Yeah.
6: I wow. mean, Most I've people... been
4: here long enough to know that... Uh, you, know, you could probably start drinking at the age of 12 here with the stuff that goes
6: on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I first started drinking like watered-down ales and beers when I was like 13, 14, and then started having a bit of wine when I was 16, and a little nip of spirits after that as well. I mean, my, my younger brother, he's, he's only 13, so he doesn't he doesn't have wine or anything like that, and my sister Stefania, I mean, she's, what, 16? So she she's just started drinking wine a little bit now, but man, it's crazy.
4: You're so young, do, are you... I, I do not mean to insult you with this, but are you... Uh, do you know how to use that? And I gesture towards the crossbow.
6: In one smooth motion, he spins and looses. And you watch as the crossbow flies through the dark uh, dark air, smashing into and slicing grapes off a vine before embedding itself in a post uh, roughly 200 feet away as the grapes immediately drops to the ground you know and sever just a bunch of grapes.
1: Can I do something, Owen? You'll yeah. hear a fuck.
6: <laughs> <laughs> as Luther was like prowling <laughs> around the grapes, looking for, <laughs> prowling around near the vineyard, looking for uh, looking for something to, to drink. <laughs> um, as, as as you hear that, oh fuck! He watches uh, Adrian sort of squints through and goes, "Um, are you what?" What are you doing down in the vineyard? What are you, what are you doing amongst oh. the vines?
1: Oh, what are you shooting crossbow bolts in random fields?
6: If you're gonna take a piss, do it back up at the house. Here. Don't piss on the vines, mate.
1: Oh, no, I'm not. I wouldn't do that. I'm civilized. I'm just going for a nice stroll.
6: Alright, be careful out there, something though?
1: behind my back, probably.
6: Yeah, there's something wriggling and squeaking.
1: Oh no, it's already a Capri Sun.
6: Oh okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just he holding on my back as Adrian kind of like nods and then turns back to you. Killian puts the crossbow over his shoulder. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm a, I'm, I'm an okay shot.
4: Uh, okay shot. I mean that was um, that was bloody fantastic. Very good.
1: Have oh, you, you had... me
6: here from
4: the from the thing?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you were walking around the dark vineyards. It's not my fault. You've got weird he friends, has mate. a point. What's he? What's he doing out after? He, does he do this often? Just like wanders around in the wilderness after dark. He does not. It's dangerous around here at night, right? There's a reason I'm on guard duty.
4: He's uh, naturally a scout, so you know he likes to go around and make sure that the rest of us are safe, oh, whether good. there is hmm. protection there already or or not. You know, okay. so he's he's very good at it. You hear, you hear from from the vineyard. I look after their pretty little necks.
1: Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and you hear laughter. i oh so, like, so, like,
2: so, so like, so so fuck, other fucked up, dude.
1: <laughs> hey, I heard your conversation.
2: What about cow <laughs> tipping? you. <laughs> it started getting a little weird at points. It was anyway. completely innocent. That was you were bringing that <laughs> lens to that. That's on you. That's a reflection on your mind. Yeah, that's fair.
6: <laughs> oh my god. Um, as <laughs> as you are led away from this section and round the back of the barn, Killian, Adrian reloads the crossbow, cranking it back and locking his position, and then clicking the safety so that it's back on once again. Um, yeah. So, it's crazy. Like, what age do you guys do stuff? As like, when are you considered adults? Here, at sixteen. I mean, I'm pretty much seen as a, as an adult. Me age of 16 I, I mean, my, my dad offered me the choice if I wanted to, to stick around or maybe head to one of the other towns and start up a, a tavern or a bar. Um, I mean, there was a time where I was going to go work with um, with the Mardukovs in, uh, in Valaki. I mean, we've got some cousins there and I going to go work with uh, with Damien. But uh, I, I changed my mind. I wanted to stick out and after what happened with... I Yeah, I didn't want to leave dad alone.
4: I mean, the legal drinking age is... 18, where I'm from, but working age, you could start working from the age of 12. Uh, military service normally starts around 17, 18 as well. Uh, some cases, depending on which type of military you join, is 16. But, um... how,
6: how How is that
4: fair? What, you can't drink, but you can hold a gun? or crossbow? Well, uh, you don't particularly want to be, you know, drinking and holding a weapon at the same time sort of thing. You need to but, become but you skilled cannot. with it first before you learn to drink.
6: Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't right. take that, the yeah, laws up, I just I just follow
4: them. It. But um in my particular, where I come from in particular, I was not considered an adult until I was until I was forty, so
6: What sorry, forty
4: Yes, well I'm of the elven descent so I age a little bit slower than humans do.
6: Oh right right yeah
4: well I-, I age the same but um i'm i'm actually 60 so um in human years that would be 25 30 something like that
6: wow Did you, so you're going you're gonna live a while like you're gonna live a little longer then
4: yes uh i i believe maybe 150 200 years or something like that I, i'm not i'm not 100 sure on the exact mass i mean obviously unless something happens to me but naturally it would be 150 to 200 years
6: wow man i wish i was part of sounds awesome it
4: has its ups and downs but um uh, the age factor is not one of the downs
6: yeah well i mean if it's any like compliment to you you didn't strike me as a typical elf we had a we had a group come through oh man i would have been like maybe 15 maybe just just 15. We had a, we had a group come through and um, it was just a party of, of, of all these different elves and they were so snobbish. It was unbelievable. They were like giving this full like breakdown of the tasting notes to my dad and, and he was being polite but I could tell he was uh, he was struggling and man, if my mum hadn't been there. <laughs> and as he says that, you watch as he suddenly goes quiet and then goes, anyway, uh, you don't seem like a typical elf. Yeah, if, if that's a compliment, I don't know.
4: I, I'll take it as a compliment. Um, I believe the elves you are probably speaking of are probably of the high variety. Uh, not not the good type of high either. Um, is, that what, is that what you call yeah. them? Or they don't call themselves that, do they? High elves is what they normally call themselves, Fuck yes. Fuck
6: me, pretentious wankers. Do they really call like themselves high common elves? Greeting. High elf. <laughs> 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 you just... You're a sad, sad man, (laughs) Raf. You're sitting there. How long have you been sitting on that for?
4: Oh, long enough. (laughs) Since he cracked open the D&D playbook for the first time. Yeah. Yep.
6: Oh, man. There we go. Well, pun. Well, pun. Um, uh, Man, they really call themselves high elves. That's pretentious ass.
4: It is a little bit. And judging by the description you gave, they... They are likely to be of that descent. Uh, do you yeah. know what happened to them? Did, they introduced you know- themselves
6: with like three names and they were like, oh, I couldn't pronounce them. And then they insisted that we call them by their full names. It was ridiculous. It was, it was crazy, man. Um, What happened to them? Um, I don't know. After they left the vineyard. um, I mean, and you can see he's like, there's a look of guilt. Like he wants to tell you something. But he also doesn't know how to tell you. And there's clearly something he's struggling with at this point. I'd say your passive, passive uh, insight is enough to pick up on that.
4: I mean, they were assholes by the sound of it. So if, if, if they, uh, they have no connection to me myself, I am not a, of... My elven descent is not that of a high elf. I am yeah, descended I... from those who dwell in the forests. So... Um, uh, whatever whatever happened to them bears no weight on me. It's just interesting to know what sort of uh, dangers there could be out there on our way to Crest or I well, believe last Theo I said they going to Yesterhill.
6: Last I heard they were making their way to Strad's Castle. To He doesn't say Strad's Castle, sorry, let me rephrase. Last I heard that they said they were making their way to Castle Ravenloft. They said they were going to demand an audience with the rule of these lands, and we never saw them again.
4: From what I have heard in my time here, that is not a good thing. There's not um, You do not make demands of the master of that place. Yeah.
6: It's a shame, because I I was generalizing. One of them seemed quite nice. He was, like, I, I guess, like you, like a youngish elf. Like, he seemed like he was, like, a couple of years older than me at the time. Maybe, like, 20, 22. So what's that in Elven year? Probably, what, like 200, right? Like something, something like that, yes. Yeah. the
4: Full, full, full-blooded elves' age is completely different to that of a one who is only of oh. a, a half variety.
6: Right. Oh, okay. Um.
4: Depending on where they're from, of course. If if they're from my land, then they could live up to a thousand or something, something ridiculous like that. Other places, it might be less. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. Many, I, many worlds
6: out there. I didn't. I didn't catch the name of the world they're from. Sorry, but yeah. I mean, that guy seemed. He seemed kind of cool. He seemed alright. So I. I, I Sometimes I find myself thinking, like, what happened to him? Did he... Yeah, because he... I don't know. He, he didn't seem like he wanted to go with them to, to the castle. He, he seemed a bit more reticent. He was going to try and stay with us, but they insisted that they all travel together, and...
4: Yeah. Do you remember his name?
6: Oh, I mean... You watch as he, he like, really struggles and thinks. You can see him kind of, like, pausing... Ah, uh, sorry. I, not off the top of my head. I, if I remember it, I'll, I'll let you know.
4: Yeah, No, that's fine. Um, so it, it is just you, your father, your brother, and sister. No, no, no one else.
6: Just, just us. Um, I mean, we've got we've got other family, but just us here at the vineyard.
4: It must be hard. No, um, no workers here to help with the. With the with the grapes and in the oh, winery we, and all of that sort of stuff, we occasionally
6: get we occasionally get some other people coming from Kresk. I mean, um, we provide a lot of lot of wine for free to Kresk, so I mean they help us out sometimes. They send workers, and I mean there's other Mardukovs. It's not just us. I mean the families can always count upon the others like flying in when we need help.
4: Interesting where do they come from normally you say flying in do they ah oh, they from, um yeah
6: like all over you know like yeah, all different places They come and help out uh, any some from, of them any
4: from kresk that we could um potentially go see when we when we eventually go there uh
6: yeah I mean if if you're passing by uh it, oh, sorry. I made a mistake. Stefanie is an adult. Sorry, Stefania's, is like twenty. I, I completely blinked on that. Um, apologies. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I, I mean, if you head into if you head into head into town, um, you can catch up with Yolanda. Um, she and Darg. Uh, I mean, they've got, they've got two kids, Martin and Vigo. They're they're really lovely. They come and help out. They're they're cousins of ours. Um, yeah, they're nice. They're pretty cool. Okay.
4: Cool. I mean at least that's a, a contact for us uh, we, I, I, I myself don't know anybody who is in Kresk um, other than the abbot who we are planning to go and see but uh, having somebody that we could go and see and say hello we know these people sort of thing um, they might be able to help us, help show us around and all of that so um, thank you for that
6: No, pleasure I, no, no problems at all I, I don't think there'd be any reason why they couldn't help you out how uh, uh, do you know any um magic at all magic um i mean i i know i know a little bit um not very much do you wanna do you want to see
4: yeah yes please I, he... I had a sense that there might be a little bit of magic there
6: not not much he holds out his hand and you watch as a few little colored balls of light begin to rise from his hand and circle one another before disappearing one by one, winking out of existence.
4: Ah, this is very cool. Especially in these... Um, when you're doing a perimeter sweep, it would be um, good to have that very handy spell. Um, yeah, I know.
6: We, use it for signalling sometimes too. Different colours mean different things, like red for danger, blue for all clear. I could teach you
4: something if you'd like or well, at least at least get you started on something that you could practice um,
6: uh, y- y- please yes w- w- what sort of magic do you know uh,
4: my magic is um, I know a fair few things I can form uh, a hand out of magic um, my magic is a little bit uh, jar- it could be a little bit jarring the first time that you see it um, it involves a little bit of blood um, it is not oh. a necessity for the spell itself so <laughs> So, I can teach you. Sorry, I'm going to cough.
6: <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Um, I, I, I've been warned to, to avoid blood magic. You're not. You're not. You're not with Baba Lysaga, are you?
4: Who is that? No. Um, okay. No. Okay. Um, my magic uses blood, um, it is not a necessity for the magic itself, so. Okay. And i'll begin doing the hand gestures to cast mage hand nice uh if and you'll watch as instead of the blood coming out of the jar it begins to sort of form on my skin itself but i wave my hand around and the blood sort of shakes away and a purple hand comes out instead you are able to cast it i am able to cast it without the blood but um you can see the blood begins to try and coalesce around the hand Um, with the way that uh, things have happened to me since I've been here um, and then I dismiss the hand uh, it is a little bit difficult to uh, not use blood but if you were to practice those hand gestures and the incantations and everything I will give you a a note of what the incantation is you should be able to cast uh, this magical hand yourself um, could help you with picking things from a distance or anything. Uh,
6: yes, please. I love that.
4: Could also hold a bod for you if you're if you are in need or anything. I don't know, but um, and I'll scribble down on a piece of parchment the incantation for. Uh, mage hand, I believe it needs verbal components.
6: It is verbal and some for mage hand. Yeah, I believe from
4: memory. And I'll just go over the hand bits again. Um, yeah. it, it might be e- easier for you to do this with two hands. A lot, uh, I only have the one hand, so I, I've had to learn how to do the two-handed components one-handed. So but, you know, and then hand that all to.
6: Him. That's actually an interesting thing we haven't talked about yet, Josh. Which is, yeah, I mean, um, you would know given your background and training, that having two hands is actually not necessary for the components. In fact, it's not even necessary if you'd had both of your hands removed. If you're able to get yourself into the right frame of mind and perform the movements, imagining that you have the hands there and, and moving the muscles that connect to them, you could still channel some of that magic. The, the magic is, is formed by intent. The hand movements are just the... Essentially, the conduit for that intent, and it's much easier to picture yourself and to, and to perform that in your mind by moving around, that the muscles actually provide that feedback for you. But if you were to suffer an injury that like meant that your hands were really burned, you, it's not going to prevent you from doing your the somatic components of your spell.
4: Mm. It's, yeah, whereas if messed. you're
6: bound, it's a bit different. You still need to be able to do some motion, but um, like being being bound is going to be a problem, or being shackled or anything like that's going to make it much harder. But yeah, if you, I mean, if you're as long as you are able to perform the general movements and picture in your mind you can still perform the magic it's, it's the intent yeah. that's much more powerful
4: I think that's something that he's that Killian's definitely learned since losing his hand is he can still use the arm muscles to in yeah. order to help him do it but he has learned to do a lot of the two handed somatic components on yeah. one hand just just in case you know intent or muscle memory fail him
6: yeah I mean, one of the one of the wizards that um, that you would have seen growing up was actually missing his entire left arm, was completely gone. Yet that did not stop him from casting Dimension Door, um, Snow- Snowball Swarm, all the spells that he needed for his for his wizard teaching at the, uh, I'd say, in the the University of Waterdeep. Hmm. Brilliant. Let's jump back. Actually, tell you what. Can I get you to roll me a spellcasting check? So a d20 plus your spellcasting modifier. So you can roll it as if it were a spell attack because there's no point making you roll arcana. Your spell is not based on arcane knowledge. It's based on your connection to your patron. That is a 14. 14. Not bad. You spend, I'm going to say, the next probably 45 minutes, hour with Adrian, taking him through the spell before you then leave him be and make your way back to bed as he continues his rounds guarding and uh, continues practicing while he's heading out and guarding while that's going on let's jump back to luther and Grinner. you watch as jonah and Tithla get up and follow killian and adrian out into the darkness uh luther you then get up and head into the darkness yourself almost get hit by a stray uh, an errant crossbow bolt uh and then continue your search for uh succor for the night um what would you be doing after that it is not hard for you to find vermin around the uh, around the, the the winery in particular the barn itself it seems like there are a lot of things stored here actually i'd say the barn and the um the uh pens for the animals the stalls obviously where there's feed for horses and cows there's also going to be rats and other vermin around that area Boys. too where would you head given that you're out in the vineyards maybe the stalls is where you'd head
1: um, yeah, definitely where any of the, the food is kept because that's what they'll be aiming for. And Perfect. I don't want to like inconvenience these people. like where They've they've yeah. been pretty good for us, so I'm not going to obviously snack on any of their like livestock, so definitely the vermin.
6: Perfect. As you make your way to the stalls, you're rather surprised to see a bit of light coming from them. And as you approach, you can see Jonor and Tithla. Jonor walking up towards the stall with the cow in it. Um, the horse is sort of nickering and, and uh, whinnying mm-hmm. a little bit. As Jonor gets close, Tiffler, you're sort of heading up as well, I believe, to keep a close eye. Um, I mean, you, you see them walk up. Jonor, what do you do when you get up to the, the store with the cow? And you can see it's a, a large heifer. Um, she is munching away at some hay in the back of her... Sorry, it wouldn't... Be, yeah, it'd be hay. Straw is what they sleep on, hay is what they eat. She'd be munching away at some uh, hay at the back of her uh, back of her pen. There's some straw scattered across the, across the ground underneath her.
5: I'm doing the uh, magician's trick, make them look at their right hand and the left hand is going to do the work. So he pulls out another featherly, featherly hand and that sort of goes out in front of the cow and moves some of the food around to get the attention while he sneaks around behind to, as instructed, push the cow from behind. He's going exactly what Tithor said.
6: Uh, Luther, you watch all of this happening. Um, Jonah, as you get behind the cow and try and push it from behind, uh, the hardest place to try and tip a cow from (laughs) would you like to make me i guess this is going to be an animal handling check and i'm also going to need an athletics check uh i'm gonna it doesn't matter which order because i'm going to have them occur (laughs) in the order that things happen uh 12 and 13 well jonah
2: sorry i just want to jump in this just sitting on the fence watching
6: cool i thought so um jonah as you as you step up uh, your attempts to distract the cow with your mage hand are successful as you begin rustling away at the hay. You watch as the cow sort of hum, hum, and begins looking at this uh, rustle patch. That was a pretty good move. Uh, begins looking at this rustle, patch of, <laughs> <Good point>. <laughs> <laughs> rustle patch of, patch uh, of for a city boy, um, a rustle patch of, uh, of hay. You then get up <laughs> behind and push with all your might against the back of the cow. This surprises the cow, which immediately steps forward. And for a brief moment, you think to yourself, ah, I have done it. The cow is tippeth. Uh, unfortunately, it is just the cow stepping forwards. As you kind of stumble back, the cow then goes to kick you, <laughs> not knowing what it is behind it that has suddenly attacked its rear. Jonor, does a f- <laughs> does a 15 hit you?
5: It does. It clears the AC easily. Jonor,
6: you get Kicked by the cow, that's going to be three points of bludgeoning damage as you are kicked backwards through the stall and Take land. that
5: cow! <laughs>
6: <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Uh, you will need to make me a concentration check to maintain your mage hand, <laughs> unless you yeah. just let it disappear. Your choice. Seven. It's gone. <laughs> this is a this is a genuine surprise as the cow kicks Colossus you.
5: to knees.
6: Yep hit a cap I'm gonna be Is it standing, I'm there
1: as well actually yeah. I'm gonna be standing there sort of leaning up against the like sort of the door or the pen or whatever oh Jonah. you probably deserve that didn't you why were you trying to push it
5: oh because the, the, it's funny when they fall over I heard them make move like disgruntled Jonah, rules. I'm
1: disappointed in you I I, I expected better come on Tifla. let's leave this delinquent alone. Let him mm-hmm. wallow in his pity and despair.
5: Oh, uh, cow poo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tiffler hops off and goes over to the cow to try and calm it down and give it a pat and then say thank you for the <gasps> milk. And... Definitely. You should, take a, you
1: should take a page out of Tifla's book, see? She's being nice to the cow. Yeah,
7: Journal. cow 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 cow.
5: Tis tisk.
7: I cannot believe
5: you, Tifla. You set me down that awful pathway.
6: So, you can guess who owns a cat. Is it the person who walks up to a cat, going, here, cow, 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 You, you like mean to, that cat? That cat right there. Would you like to. It's uh, a gross. very cute cat. Um, is, 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 is that the cat's room as well? The room you're in right now? Is that the cat's room? Is that where it's. Well, but the whole house
2: is her room. That's fair. There's she has no boundaries yeah, beyond okay. the walls, you're, that we don't let her, her out. <laughs> you're the staff.
6: You're her help. You're the staff. Yeah, we operate the facilities
2: for her. Yeah, exactly.
6: Um, could I get you to roll me an animal handling check? Uh, it is going to be at disadvantage on account of this animal being spooked, and cows being prey animals, and uh, taking a, a hot minute to come down from being spooked.
2: That's that's fine. If I was using the idea of using inspiration on this, would I have to decide now, or no, could I see no what the inspiration?
6: No, no. Inspiration is the only time you can retro retroactively. Uh, you can retroactively apply it to roll. Uh, and lovely. that also applies to the inspiration gifted by channel points. So if you were uh, one of the lovely people in the uh, in the Twitch chat and you uh, had some channel points to spare and you wanted to spend them on advantage or disadvantage, um, they stack. So players can have multiple advantage or multiple disadvantage and uh, they can choose whether to, to apply them pro- uh, retroactively. Uh, in this case, you have chosen to apply it proactively. That is a 4 and a 10. Titler. If
2: anyone wants to dump some channel points, now be a great time. Now be a story. great time. Who doesn't to do love Tithla loving cows? Um, it's cute. Unfortun- it's for the narrative.
6: Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, Tithler, as this check has already been made, and uh, I've just, I'm just getting from the we don't have time. Um, unfortunately, as you go to calm down the cow, uh, it's it's pretty riled up. Jonor suddenly approaching it from behind, spooking it with a sudden rattling of straw draw its attention, then like ramming into it. it, 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 it spooks. Um, a kick is immediately aimed at you as you try and rush in. Uh, Tilet does a uh, <laughs> 14 hit you.
7: Um of course not. Okay. I'm well practiced with cows. Don't, don't, hey, let's not get
6: sassy with me, mate. It might have hit you. It hit Jonah. This is
7: my one time to be sassy, okay? okay. After the oven ate me, I'm going to take the win. <laughs>
6: That's fair. Um, As as the cow aims back and makes a strike at you, you, nimbly duck underneath the cow's leg going wide as you back out of the stall. The cow now turning around, facing all of you now front on, turning its head. You can see its eyes are wide, wide, it's like oh, oh, panting a little bit as it looks and, and, and essentially tries to keep you in its vision, a bit spooked and scared, not recognising your smell, not recognising the, the sight of any of you.
7: It's fair.
5: I'm going to get oop. out of this thing. I just start crawling on the ground past it, out the front.
6: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're already out the front because it kicked you backwards out the front of the stall, so you're just on your ass uh, outside the stall. The horses nearby begin sort of wickering a little bit unsure of what's going on you can see um a, a large bay leans its head out sort of like looking around to see what all the excitement is and as it notices you on the ground journal at with your back against the uh the feeding trough uh it's a, like looks down at you at the at the feeding trough and then sort of nods its head a little bit seeing you near the food
2: uh Tithel would like to cast stormaturgy and create sort of like another cow's sound that is a calming sound to try and Calm the cow down, and okay, mm. well, we've done our damage. We're just gonna try and calm it down a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna dip.
6: I think I need to hear what that sound is. I need <clears> to know <throat> how calming it is. I think I need to hear it.
4: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: what the fuck? I, I hate
6: that. <laughs> 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 oh, I can hear the breeding call of the lesser burnt <laughs> goblin. <laughs>
2: The Asian cry. And that cow, to attract that to cow sounds anemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's Isla doing a cow sound.
6: <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. I'll grab another animal handling check. Um, <laughs> I'm so tempted to apply double disadvantage on you, but that doesn't exist in D D, so it's just going to have to be regular disadvantage. <laughs> no. Do you know what? I'm not an arsehole <laughs> I'm happy to leave it as a flat roll. That was pretty good Alright, well the first one was nineteen. <laughs> first one's a nineteen. Um somehow somehow this noise does calm the cow. <laughs> uh, you watch as the castle. <sighs> and then wax a little bit back. <laughs> What? We're playing a horror campaign. What has happened? What are we doing? (laughs) How did we get here?
2: I'm for a horror campaign.
6: (laughs) I'm just like, you know, there's those moments as a DM when suddenly you take a hot minute and like you hear back what you're describing and what you're saying. (laughs) How how did I get here? Like what sequence of events? Yeah, they're all just big idiots. Sudden sobering clarity just washes across me, like being sprayed (laughs) in the face by a man driving past the puddle on the road. Just washes across. Um, Yeah, I mean the cow calms down, Tithla. Well done. (laughs) All right, let's go. Thank you for
7: the milk I very
2: much
7: appreciate it.
6: Not That's doing just because
2: you're
6: doing just doing it now. Jonah and Luther, did you guys want to do anything else? No. Press in
5: the my uh, my jacket and go back yeah. inside. Yeah. Perfect.
6: As the three of you make your way I'll back. Definitely,
5: up. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely help Jonah um, yeah. up actually as he gets tossed to
1: the ground. Yeah. And as... then I'll, yeah. oh, you go. I'll, no, you I'll go. drag Tifler as well back in uh, because I think the moo is sort of. It helped calm it down, but I think it's starting to make it a bit more uh, on It's edge
0: problematic. Games.
6: Back up with Grinner. Everyone's yeah. left you. You are just seated alone at the table. The uh, the, the grape-based uh, vodka, the off-cut the off off grape vodka, bottle empty. The bottle of port, a bit too sweet for your liking. Just by yourself. I think um,
0: initially Grinner's mind has been wandering back over why he left and joined military service in the first place and to get away from his family and um, his upbringing. And that slowly brought him back around to thinking of um, um, brain blanking, what's the proprietor's name?
6: Damien Martikov this... in uh, Velaki. Oh, Davian. No, it's just... Davian Martikov. Davian. Davia. Um,
0: it's, yeah, it's brought me back around to his reaction to the cards and that deep-set internal self-loathing that you really only get if you have fucked up and caused someone serious injury.
6: Bruno, could I get you to make me a history check?
0: I can do that for you.
4: Mm.
6: I mean, there's a lot of memories that you've buried. You've tried very hard to bury. But talking with Luther begins to bring them back up. But with a four
0: Not that close.
6: Not not yeah, it doesn't bring them up enough. It's it's I mean you've 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 hurt. And you have self-medicated with alcohol, with probably some harder things on occasion your mind and your past is a bit jumbled at times. The details are gone. There's a broad strokes, you know your, your rough history, but the details, the fine print is all blurry to you.
0: There's a lot of aspects also that have been buried as a trauma response. I yeah, think absolutely. Um, there's, there's quite a lot of his military career that he remembers all too clearly. And some of it's the worst parts. And a lot of that's actually buried a lot of other aspects as well. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. Um, but in in thinking on all of that and... all of that, he, he's probably going to go in and try and find um, Davian, uh inside and, and try and have a conversation with him if you can track him down in the house.
6: That is incredibly easy to do. As soon as you step inside the house, Grinner, you can see Davian is actually cleaning up and tidying up the library, um, blowing out the candles and, and putting the books away that the boys had had out before, that his two sons had been reading. As he sees you approach, he nods, leans over to the wall, and <laughs> blows out the last candle and then steps around. What do you need? Is there anything I can get you?
3: Uh, I don't... I don't know yet um have you got i, I want to have a word with you it's somewhere that we're not going to be disturbed for a minute
6: he looks around at the darkened library sighs, <laughs> reaches over around the wall pulls out a candle and goes to start lighting the candles in the library again I
3: don't know. we don't need them all just it, this isn't yeah, I think a dark room for a dark mood makes a lot of sense, to be honest. We're just just something to see with.
6: He looks back, gives you a bit of a quizzical look and then proceeds to only light two of the candles, one on each uh, opposite wall and then gestures to one of the plush armchairs, plush leather armchairs and sits in the one opposite.
0: There's a door to be closed here, I'm assuming?
6: There is, yeah, there is a door to be closed.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm just going to yeah shut that, sit down opposite him, probably look at him for a minute. I don't know if there's any booze floating around in this room, but if there is, has probably poured two glasses and we'll pass one over.
6: Yeah. I, I'm going to say that there's a, uh, there's maybe let's say like a, a dry red or something out and maybe, actually, no, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say the boys were drinking maybe like a, a watered down ale because um, Adrian's old enough to drink wine, but his younger brother, uh, his younger brother Elvia is not. So maybe they had an, a bottle of ale here that they haven't quite finished Enough that you can pour out two glasses and pass one over to to and He holds out a hand, takes the glass. Um, As you you feel his hands take the glass from you, Grinny, you can see that his hands are calloused and scarred. Much more than would be expected for a man who just works in a vineyard.
0: When you say scarred, am I seeing sword scars?
6: Uh, Hard to say. Do you want to make me a perception or investigation check to see if you can determine... I'd actually even say probably medicine would fit in here too. Um, if you want to take that in, make that instead. Mm. Your choice. Uh, well,
0: at least medicine's a plus. Let's try
3: that.
6: <laughs> Six. Oh, he's got some cuts and scrapes on his hands.
3: <laughs> Don't we all. Yeah.
0: Um, no, could have been, been blackberry
6: uh, bushes, could have been a bone saw. <laughs> <sore>, who knows?
0: Like <laughs> will sit down opposite him and, and just kind of stare into what I would imagine is... Probably not the best ale if it's just watered down
6: for kids. It's a it's a hazy it's a hazy ale that's been a little bit watered down. It's it's nothing special.
3: You know, there's there's not too many people uh, that you come across in life outside of certain professions that get that sort of look in their eyes that you had at the end of that reading before. And hey. You know, I'm not one to pry. I won't go into any particulars that aren't freely offered to me, but I thought it might do you good for me to tell you a little story. Please. I, uh, I've been taking orders my whole life, whether that be from my father or higher ranking officers in, in where I have served and a lot of that time the orders that are given well you're supposed to follow them right that's, that's, that's what it comes down to and the more you stop thinking about what those orders are the more you just do the shit Well, the easier it gets there. And, well, let's just say there's a lot of things for me to hate about myself. There's this village once. You can do awful things when you're angry, when you're really properly angry there was this village right and whatever reason the peasants there had taken up arms so we is the toughest roughest lot were hired to uh to fix the problem i don't know if you're familiar with what a haggard tree is he nods slowly every single one of them Bad woman, a child, and I had my part in that. There's a lot to hate when you follow orders, when the anger is so much that you lose yourself. But it doesn't do to dwell on it and let it fester. Otherwise you end up like a husk of a man like myself. You know, they, they call me Gritter because of this. It runs all the way around my neck and I like to amuse myself by giving different accounts of where that fucking thing came from. But where it came from was my own hands and a rope around a tree. And the only reason I'm still here is the fucking thing broke. You can't run from this shit. Whatever dark, horrible things you have hidden away in there, mine are fucking worse and I still deal with it.
6: He nods slowly. Sorry to hear that. You really have been through a terrible deal You are haunted by your actions. I am haunted by my inactions.
3: They equate to the same fucking thing at the end of the day. You either do the thing or you don't do the thing. You still hate yourself for it.
6: Yes, you do. You do.
3: I'll tell you now, there's a lot of times that I've stood by just as much as there's times that I've had a part in it. And I hate myself for both.
6: Have you ever... Have you ever let your family come to harm because of your inaction, because of your choices, because of your decisions? People you love dearly. People you swore to protect
3: swore to protect yes but you live the sort of life I've lived and love doesn't come easily mate there's been there's been times that I've stood back and watched other people's families die there's time I've acted and caused other people's families to die I've lost those I've sworn to protect Fuck, there's even been times I've killed those I've sworn to protect. I know what you're dealing with, mate. And I'm not saying this, that, oh, shit, he's done worse. He's a horrible fuck of a person. I'm saying it because I'm down in the buck with you. And I know what it's like. And, yeah. Yeah. When the ones that you swear to protect die, that cuts the deepest and it cuts a part out of you and you leave it on the ground with them.
6: You watch as his hands begin to shake and as he looks up at you under his big bushy eyebrows, you see a single tear roll out, disappear into the tangled mess of his dark black and grey beard. This place It is, um... It brings out the worst in people. There's a darkness here. It infects everything. And when you think you have found a place of life, a place of light, it is just preparing you for another loss. I, um... I really. I really won't tell you more. But by doing so, I open you up to the same risks that got her killed. And as much as you might think you are now ready, you're not. not yet you have a journey left to make. But if you survive, you and your friends come back here after you have gone to Kresk, and you are able to help us right the wrongs and drive out these corrupted druids of Yesterhill. Promise. I will tell you and your friends the full story and you have you will have allies here allies who can help you get what you really want and he leans in and meets your eyes we we will come too yeah all of us get out of here
3: if we can make that happen
6: yes yeah I I can't tell you too much more but know that your goal is also mine not for my sake but for my children there is no future for them here in Borovia (laughs) but where you are from From what I've heard from your companions, the stories that you were telling, your world, your land sounds like a wonderful place. Place of light, place of place where children can grow up without fearing for their lives. Although what you have told me now you might think would dissuade me. ...is better than here. Anyway, ...is better than here.
3: Everywhere has its darkness, Mike.
6: Exactly. This place is darkness. The sooner you realize that... ...the more likely you are to survive. You lot, you're still too trusting. If this were any other place... ...you would have been poisoned. You would have had your... ...kidneys cut out and eaten... You, you just drank wine that I gave you. I. You. That is why I cannot help you yet. You are still, all of you, so naive. You think people here are good and that you can trust them. They're not. I have lied to you this evening on more than one occasion. But you can't trust people here. I will do my best to trust you and therefore let you be able to trust me as one old damaged soul to another.
3: I appreciate that and I understand what you mean.
6: He holds out a hand his right hand to shake your right hand.
0: I'll shake it and I'll look him in the eyes and I'll say
3: I'm gonna to go to bed now. But don't let that anger fester. don't don't let it sit in there and rot you out from the inside. How
6: do I, you how do you deal with it?
3: Not very well. But I I, I made a deal with myself lying under that tree gasping for air with a rope around my neck it won't be these hands that kill me but I wish for death every fucking day I I, I go to sleep and I hope that I don't wake up but it will not be these hands that kill me
6: you're in the right place (laughs) as he chuckles a little bit not with any humour he watches his face sort of sets a little bit into that stone-faced mask once again I will try and let's make a deal you and I, yeah? I will try and forgive myself you can try and forgive yourself
3: (laughs) I will see you in my world Then we'll see how we go with forgiveness I don't think there's room for to this place. I'll slap him
0: on the shoulder and I'll walk out.
6: As you pull your hand away, there's a silver coin in your palm, Grinner. Pressed there by Davian.
0: Does it look like a normal silver coin?
6: No. As you look down at it, it's actually not even silver. It's been plated. It's actually a very highly polished, it looks like maybe iron. And there's a symbol of a raven. Wings outstretched. On both sides. Show this. This is
3: nothing to, to do with that raid is isn't it?
6: Yeah. Show this to anyone with the last name Matikov. They will look after you. If you need sanctuary. Any of the Matikovs. This is our symbol.
3: Alright.
0: I'm going to unbutton whatever I need to unbutton and actually slip it into one of the very faded internal pockets on my my waistcoat.
6: You can add raven token to your inventory please right. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. I'm gonna give him a nod
3: and walk out the door.
6: Perfect. Alrighty. As you begin to make your way back out let's jump back with the rest of the group. Um, As Grinner makes his way out of the library. Killian, you are just making your way back and you actually bump into Jonor, Tithla and Luther, uh, who are all arriving back at the manor house uh, right around the same time uh, having been mucking around with the animals in the stalls down at the southern end of the vineyard. Um, as you all get back around the same time uh, you see Theo sort of still seated there enjoying a little, little glass of port uh, as he sort of leans back and looks, he goes, So, how was, uh, how was your exploration of the, uh, of the vineyard? Was it good?
7: Well, yeah, we made some new friends.
6: What is that strange smell?
2: I, I don't know yes. what you oh, mean. oh shit. <laughs>
5: and it's in my coat, and I'm trying to get it out. But June, June it...
7: Like I said, we made new one. friends.
5: But, Jonah, weren't you the one trying to push the cow? I think, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, you Yeah, it was me. Yeah, journal are clothes. you so rattled?
1: I have seen you clean your clothes with magic numerous times. Why are you still walking around with the cow shit?
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: it is oh, a fashion choice. Back. Do not pay him out for this.
5: I... I got it on the front and the right-hand side, but I didn't realize I rolled and hit it on the left as well. It's it's a messy doo doo. That's, uh, that's <laughs> a, ah, well, That's Well, hang that's on a t- one t-shirt. second,
4: one second. I'm gonna walk over to Nor and I'm just gonna flick a bit, a dry bit from his ear.
6: <laughs> nice.
5: <laughs> I'm going inside. I'm gonna. I'm going to bed.
0: I think it's probably about then that Grinner had bust back out the the doors where these guys are and he's got a bottle of red in each hand that he's picked up from somewhere in the house.
6: Just raided from uh, the kitchen.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Who wants another fucking drink? Grinna,
7: no! no. Half of one. You're a spirits only guy. No wine. We're out of, <laughs> we're
3: out of the spirits. Here, try this. It's, it's I'm,
1: red.
7: Good. I'm good with the milk, thank you. Uh,
3: you know what? I'll have a drink with you. Come on. Yeah,
7: that's...
3: This is... That's what it's about. It's a fucking party now. Grinner's going to pass off one of the bottles.
7: It's and... not a party. It's just us.
3: Two makes a party, mate. Okay.
7: Yeah. Party! Yeah. Uh, uh,
6: perfect. I'm definitely going to need a constitution saving throw from Grinner. Um, who else <laughs> is staying up extra late and drinking? Uh, and who I is headed to, bed? To... headed to bed? I'm yep. going to bed. So uh,
1: I'm staying up and drinking, but yeah. I'm like sipping the wine okay. whilst keeping, making sure that Grinna's only got
2: one and he doesn't yeah. have access to the other one. Perfect. Um, yeah, Tithla's shouting party as she's
6: walking off to bed. Uh, you hear, uh, you, as you step inside shouting party, you see Davian having just blown out the candles in the library for the second time. And as he looks at you, Tithla goes, "My, my youngest... I settled him down for bed an hour ago. Why would you be going around our house screaming party at the top of your lungs? He's going to, and just as he says that, you see a door open and the young, so thirteen-year-old, uh oh god, what's his name again? I keep blanking on his name. Elvia steps out of Robbie's eyes. And
7: goes, I'm ready for the party. Let's do it. Let's party. No, the <laughs> party's in the morning. You have to go to sleep, otherwise, otherwise, there's no party. But I, but I, I just woke up. You woke me up with you. You, di- you were asleep, you didn't hear the whole thing. It was in the morning, we're going to have a party. <laughs>
6: right <laughs> after you have finished your morning chores, Elvia, off to bed, go, 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 off to bed with you.
7: Yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I put, how am I going to uh, get back to sleep now? It's, it's pretty... well, I, I've got this real neat trick here. Come I'll show you.
2: And Titha goes to... Go and just tell him to shut his eyes, and then she goes to bed. Pretty much. That's
6: your real neat trick—is shut your yeah.
7: eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she she goes in, and she goes, "All right, now you lie down, and you, okay. you put your head down, and yep. you so you see your eyes. You try yep. and keep them open as wide as you can, but really, really closed, and keep them. Wait, no, but also really closed. Um, I don't think your that's eyes open and closed at the same time. And then um. you just sort of blink slowly, okay. slowly blink. Yep. Okay. Yep. One, two, yep.
6: Okay. and three. Yep. He falls to sleep instantly, having only just woken up. Um, Perfect. For those of you heading to bed, you may all benefit from a long rest. For those still up drinking, <laughs> Grinner, I'm that is a... To, I'm
1: trying to look after Grinner a little yeah, bit.
6: <laughs> um, that is a 10 on your con save, Grinner. Um, Hell yeah, it is. You're not a messy drunk at this point. If anything, you're finding that your your natural resilience to alcohol is kind of protecting you from a really bad blackout experience. However, your tumbly is a little bit unsettled. You are mixing grain and grape. Uh, a traditionally... Although it is both, vodka. Both technically both grape. So, yeah. But the, the sheer volume of of spirits that you have consumed now, pairing it with red wine his stomach's not very happy you get about halfway through the bottle before your stomach uh, sends you a little reminder that it's not a bottomless pit and is indeed a, a sack with a certain volume capacity after luther has padded you down and you've uh, your stomach has returned to a normal size once again and you have provided some some nutrients to one of the pot plants surrounding the beer garden um <laughs>
1: <laughs> While we're also doing this, I'll probably yeah. put out some rations like dried jerky and stuff, yeah. urging him to eat as he goes just to give him at least something in his stomach that's not just,
0: yeah, not empty. Yeah. And I think what you'll notice also, because even after spewing, Grinner's still trying to drink. I think more than ever you'll notice there is something more self-destructive than usual about Grinner's drinking this evening.
6: Bruna, could you roll me a d100, please? If your intent is self-destruction, we're going to see if your Ancestral Guardians trigger.
0: Interesting.
6: 12, yes they do. Anything less than 50 and your Ancestral Guardians were triggering uh, to come and basically put a stop to this. As you sort of finish blowing chunks and (laughs) sort of return to a, a vertical position, I'm gonna say kneeling on your hands and knees, sort of gasping for air.
0: Just out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. In theory, yeah, is Luther an ancestral guardian?
6: <laughs> Luther. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. Although, because yeah. so, the, I mean, the way we've kind of because we've kind of reskinned your path of the ancestral guardians a little yeah. bit, obviously. So it's the the ghosts of the uh, the two mm-hmm. children from the um oh, man. the manor. The manor. Durst manner is it. Durst manner. That's it. Yeah, mm. Rosenthorn Durst. Um, we've kind of reskinned your your path of the Ancestral Guardians a little bit. Um but I mean, yeah, by that logic, technically, uh, <laughs> as he looks after you right now and stops you getting too messy. I mean, technically, Luther is an ancestral guardian. He is your great, great-great uncle. He's your grunkle. Um, I guess it does make sense that he'd be there looking <laughs> after you. Um as you as you sort of finish blowing chunks and look up, Grinna, you see that ghostly form once again, of Rose, the young girl, the, the spirit of the young girl who you um, managed to free her and her brother from the Durst Manor. You can see that she has tear tracks staining her face. And as she looks down at you, she shakes her head a little bit. Grinner, I, you, you can't, Grinner. What are you doing to yourself? You,
3: you, you didn't hear all that as you kid?
6: Of course I did.
3: You were you were supposed to. Yeah, fuck! You weren't supposed to hear all that. What was I?
1: Can I see them? Is no. this like an internal dialogue?
6: He 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 is talking to the empty air in front of you. you you've seen okay. them on occasion when he when he deliberately summons them. You see them appear in battle. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. What did you just say then, Grinner? Uh,
3: it's, it's talking to Rose Zertle all and everything. She's. I was supposed to. She's listening. I forgot she was there. Hmm. Where
1: is she right now?
3: Well, she she kind of, she's in here. pointing to the back of his hand. But she kind of just pops out every now and then. Just not. Uh, she turns up. She's here now. You need a top up.
6: Let me you just talk me feel up real quick. You feel a rush of that energy, and Luther you watch as fading in right in front of Grinner, almost like flickering into existence is the spirit of Rose. She looks at you, looks down at Grinner, and then looks back at you, Luther. Luther, we he we can't let him do this to himself. We need to stop this. You need to stop this. Do not fetch him another drink.
1: Oh no, I was actually um, oh, Grina, you just stay down in the, in the dirt there for a sec. Um, <laughs> just, actually...
6: just stay down <laughs> in the dirt there for a sec.
3: here <laughs> for a long time.
1: I, I give Rose a bit of a wink. I'm like, it's okay, I got this. She, yeah, Grinner, she I've got does. this really good ale. This alcohol that you're gonna love it doesn't really have a taste, but it hits you really hard. You just, it's you won't expect it though. It, it takes a bit of a time to kick in, but when it does, oof, it's crazy. Yeah. You want some? Yeah, yeah, i say that's yeah. you on then, Have some. I give him water. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna this, chug. This won't get you now, but oh my god, it just absolutely hammers you later. You're gonna see
6: laundry you lucky son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. chug it all and probably like roll over onto my back in the dirt. And just as he starts to pass out, he'll probably mumble, "I wonder if it's tonight that I stop breathing." And that'll be it. I'm going to turn him on his side. (laughs) That's
6: probably a good idea. Um, (laughs) Rose doesn't immediately fade away, even though Grinner is unconscious. She turns towards you, Luther. and you watch as she kind of cocks her head and goes, (sighs) he hasn't figured it out yet, your connection, but I have.
1: Family, hey? They get you in trouble. Uh, You're always there for them. As I'm, like, turning him on his side, (laughs) making sure he doesn't vomit, and his airways are not obstructed.
6: Do you want to know something really crazy?
1: Well, it's already pretty crazy that I'm talking to a ghost, but go on.
6: My mum's sister, she left when I was very young. Traveled to Oxenford a long time ago. I think we might be family too, with Thorn and I—that connection we have to Grinner—it's—it's it's through blood. You have that blood as well. You've always been quicker to see us, always quicker to sense us. I think that's why. Hmm. Now
1: that is peculiar. That is interesting. What was your last name again?
6: Durst. But that's my father's name.
1: What's your mother's name?
6: I've got to quickly pull it open, bear with me two seconds. <laughs> uh, because
2: as, a DM, you then actually have to check the reference.
6: I have to make sure I've got the correct information. Um, my mother's name was Kratz. Von Kratz. That's that is peculiar because
1: well. My, my little dear, that is my last name too.
6: Hmm. Rinners in a bad way, Luther. He, he's blaming himself for things that he did when he was a soldier, things when he was following orders. But it's getting worse. He's not getting better. I don't know what to do.
1: <sighs> that is, it's tough.
6: I think you need to tell him. He's alone. He's lost.
1: Well, tell him that we're related, and I point to us two with a cheeky grin on my face.
6: Yeah, and tell him that all of us, all four of us, me, Thorn, you, and Grinner. And look, I think having a family will, will help him, someone to watch out for him, someone he can watch out for. I don't think Grinner does very well being taken care of, but I think if we can give him someone to take care of, Who's looking out for him. I think that might help. Thorne I mean, and I will keep looking out for him, of course. Whenever he needs us, we can, we can, we can be there. I think he needs to know. Mm. He's untethered. He's he's not got anything tying him. So I think he's just going to drift away.
1: You speak sense. I can see that. How to tell him... Oh, I'll try and come to that. It's going to be a bit of a shock.
6: I think we should do a it shock? together. I yeah. think all of us, you, me, and Thorn. I think he'll take it better from us, initially. And then that'll help.
1: So, with this appearing as you are now, you're obviously tethered to Grinner. Not tethered per se, no, but...
6: No, tethered's, tethered's the right word. Okay. We're, we're bound to him. I mean, he helped free my brother and I, but, I mean, we're we we we're sticking around to, to look after him, to protect him. We're, we're sort of, like, I guess, like, haunting him? I don't know how to describe it. I guess that's the best way to describe it. In a way. I don't know what this is. This is I, something... Wait,
1: it's the only reason you're even around is because... Me being around makes the connection a little bit stronger. That's even though while he's going unconscious, you're still here.
6: I think that helps. But I've been practicing when he sleeps. I I try to, because obviously like Thorn and I don't need to sleep. We're just ghosts. Thorn's not quite as good as I am yet at manifesting. But I've been practicing, trying to keep watch when you guys are asleep and try and keep a lookout.
1: So. When Thorn can manifest himself,
6: only when Grima helps we... him. He can't do it by himself. Okay. Not yet, anyway. I mean, I'll try and I'll try and get him good at it. I'll try and get him to practice, but at the moment, it's just me.
1: I guess the question to ask is, when should we tell him?
6: Soon, before we end up in another scrape. Luther he doesn't care if he lives or dies. His preference is in fact not to survive combat.
1: I I have seen that. It's, it troubles me greatly, but being trying my best. Wouldn't mind some help though, so it'd be nice. I
6: I'm know the connection
1: help. he has with you both.
6: I'm I'm no, I'm here to help, and Thorn is too. Definitely. Anything we can. We're we're a family. I mean I didn't Dawn and I didn't have much luck with our family, but maybe it's the family you choose. Maybe that's the important. And that's one.
1: when, that's when, like I'll get flashbacks of the party members as well. Like you know, journal will go through my mind. Tifla, um, um Killian now, and obviously Theodore. Like they'll all, <laughs> not Theodore. <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll go all through my mind as well. Like, I'm like he definitely has family. He's got blood, you know, like us, but. He doesn't realise it probably right now, but he also has a family. The ones he's travelling with right now, so... I think we need to have a chat with him. Almost like an intervention. We need to sit him down uh, and...
6: I, I, we're going to have to be careful how we do that. That I, I, That's not a good idea. Not, not everyone. I think let's keep it small at first, and then, like... Yeah, I...
1: Alright, let's not overload him, I guess. He,
6: he, he's a runner, Luther. If, if it looks like we're trying to trap him. He'll... <laughs> he'll fight his way out of the cage <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be his choice we just need to make sure he knows the options I don't think he knows them I think he thinks there's no options i think he thinks he's got nothing we just need to show him that he does and that he can he can make different choices and those choices are the important ones not the ones not his past it's his future that's the important thing what he's going to do that's all well, that's all I care about that's all thorn cares about we just need to make sure he knows that
1: Well, hopefully maybe in Crest we can talk to him about it. Um, Let Thorn gather his strength so he can also manifest. Um, Because you two there, I think that would be great. you will love that.
6: I've been listening. You guys are going to get Tithla some help with the abbot, right? That's the plan. Do you reckon this abbot might be able to help Grinner? I mean, I I know it's not his body that's... Damaged, but
1: I'm not sure how much the priest could heal his mind. His, his mental scars run deep, deeper yeah. than he probably even knows.
6: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I I thought it was worth asking.
1: That's all right. We got this. Give we it a week. This.
6: We can we can do this. It's going to be okay. No,
1: I, I have a. I just, okay. We shall help him, don't worry about that. We got this, like I said. I, I do have an interesting question though. If we're related, am I your uncle or are you my aunt? Why don't you, we fall in that line?
6: I I mean, we've been ghosts for a long time, Luther, a really long time. I, I mean, I think I might be older than you. And she gives a bit of a chuckle as she says that. <laughs> Oh, well, she looks like fourteen. <laughs> she laughs. Yeah,
1: I know. I think. I, think I to meet you, Aunt Rose.
6: Oh, that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like. I don't like that at all. Oh no, what's no. better? I was gonna say like, no. I, there's nothing better. Just, just call me Rose. <laughs> hey, it's already weird enough.
1: Perfect. Well, I'm gonna drag this one off. Put him somewhere comfortable inside. Yeah.
6: Maybe with a bucket underneath
1: well at least he had that big swig of water so
7: yeah
6: true okay I'll keep an eye on him overnight if um, if anything happens I I'll see if I can try and contact you again
1: yeah, no, perfect easy yeah. and then Makes I'm sure. gonna start like dragging him in oh um, do you want to oh no you can't you're She
6: she reaches (laughs) down and like passes her hand through Grinner's legs. Sorry, you're gonna have to do this one by yourself.
1: I mean,
4: uh,
6: I can't I can't physically interact unless he's like channeling us, and then even then, like our actions are pretty limited. There's not much we can really do. It's it's got to be Grinner who who brings us here and and gives us power. I mean, he he kind of like shares his vitality, and that's how we're able to to manifest.
1: Uh Well. This might be a bit rough, buddy, but um, <laughs> I just start dragging him along the
0: ground. <gasps> oh, God, God, God. <laughs> He's, He's totally out of it. Both. He's gone. Yeah,
6: 100%. Well, as the two of you head to bed, you may both benefit from a long rest.
0: Hell yeah. And I
1: be... think...
6: No more exhaustion. No more exhaustion. And I As think... I will go
1: to bed, I'll probably yep. be around Grin and I'll say,
6: Good night, Rose and Thorn. There's no reply, unfortunately.
1: That's fine. Oh. But, I, know, I know that they listen so yeah. that's all it matters now that, um, that I have more of a connection with them
6: yeah perfect I think oh yeah Jonor is rolling his new portent rolls 11 and 15 Ooh, nice Jonor, all that 15's i bad. I was going to wrap up the session there but there is a dream that you do have and I reckon that's the cliffhanger I want to end on
0: oh let's do it
6: Jonor As your head hits the pillow and you fall into the the embrace of sleep. At first, you don't really have any memories of your dreams at all. Just images jumbled and muddled, some noises. And then suddenly you find yourself coming back into lucidity, consciousness returning to you, but you're still asleep. You stand in the ruins of an old village, a swamp stretching out on all sides around you. Standing above the ruin of a hall is a raven. Glossy black feathers, bright brown eyes, intelligence far beyond that of a normal raven reflected in them. As it looks at you, cocks its head, almost seems to look you up and down. And then as it flaps towards you, you feel yourself compelled to hold your arm out. And as you do, the raven lands, claws digging into your skin on your forearm. Not enough to hurt, but enough that you can feel the pressure. feels real. The raven looks at you, cocking its head, and caws
7: as
6: then looks around and then looks back at you.
5: Have we met, little bird?
6: Bird caws again and chatters its beak. As if almost like a a little chattering noise with its beak cocks its head again
5: i um i reach for my deck in the back pocket do i feel the deck of cards there
6: you do as you reach around to grab the deck you watch as the raven suddenly cocks its head and looks at something behind you and then with a cry and a squawk takes flight as it rises up over the house the ruined town hall you see this flash of dark purple energy shoot from behind you, spear through the raven. As it does so, the sky fades into this bright flash of red light, and suddenly the raven's fallen from the sky towards the swamp below. Only it's not a raven. A woman. Long, dark, black hair braided back. Layered clothing, a long dress with these silvers, whites, and grey coloration, uh, framed in black, plummets from the sky, her eyes wide, her mouth open in a soundless scream, a hole where her chest used to be. And as she smashes into the swamp water, you see another figure rushing towards her. Davian. And as he cradles her in his arms, you hear cackling laughter from behind you. Ha <laughs> ha! The sound of someone laughing. Mirth and venom mixed together. What do you do?
5: At this point, I turn to get a look at whoever that cackle was, uh, whoever's cackling, and I would run towards the, the dropped raven lady.
6: As you turn to have a quick peek behind you, you see an old woman, Spindly, skin hanging off her bones, very sallow, sunken face with a crooked nose, dark purple eyes, white hair braided back into a bun. You should be careful what you dream. (laughs) Your dreams are open to me, Sia. Not practiced enough yet. Not nearly and as you go to run, you find the water pulling you closer to her, the ground beneath swirling and rushing. Jonor, I'm going to need you to make me a spellcasting check. Could you please roll the d20 and add your spellcasting modifier as if you were making a spell attack? That is oh, natural no, man. How's that? Um, how's
5: that portent from last session? Did that 20. That's
6: true. You do still. Because you've still got. Because technically, oh. you haven't had your long rest yet. So those portents are for the next. Long rest because you do still have a portent, don't you?
5: I have two. I yeah. sunk the twenty in the dream in the Halloween. Was yes. that real or not?
6: That was oh, Jonah. I can't answer this. That's a this is a dick move to make me answer that question. <laughs> okay, okay. Jonah, right, Jonah, I'll,
5: Jonah. I'll check what the do you, I... <laughs> you want. If you take the seven, that's still a fourteen. Because um, your portent roll I'm was a twenty to... and a seven.
6: If you took the seven, that's still not a bad roll.
5: I think this makes sense to use the inspiration yeah, from the done. Halloween session. Yeah, it probably um, will help. I think that's a <laughs> good call. that one out. Round two.
6: Natural hey, twenty. Here we go. Holy shit! Make sure if you're uh, <laughs> watching on Twitch, you make sure to spam those new uh, emojis. We've got a natural one and a natural twenty. <laughs> those new emotes, Jonor. This isn't real. This is your dream. You're in control. And as you feel that sudden moment of awakening there's this almost like a sound of a thread snapping. A thread that was tying you to her. A thread reaching back down towards her hand where you can see a small loom bound in her claw-like fingers that she was tying threads tighter and tighter. But as you realize this isn't real You feel your power flow through you. There's a moment where you feel yourself being lost to this, but you know your strength. And as you turn towards her, that sudden realisation that this isn't real, that thread snaps and you feel this sudden tie breaking. Your future is your own. You hag. Yeah.
5: I think I know you're the one I actually am here for to try to figure out myself. I think you're the perfect subject for me to meet in the future. I think you should be concerned when we meet.
6: Could you make me an intimidation check with advantage, please, Jonor?
5: Jonor. Jonor. Growing up.
2: Natural 20. Jonor.
6: Jonor, the landscape begins falling away underneath you. You feel power raw power flow through you, more than you've ever channeled before, burning through your veins as around you light begins to spin and you see images begin to form, the future unfolding in front of you, time opening up, a river with many estuaries branching off from this main pathway, all the choices that could be made. And as you see down this pathway, you suddenly see a path directly leading to this woman's demise, and she sees it too, as clear as day, a path where you break her, destroy her utterly, and you have the power to make that reality, you have the power to shape this unlikely scenario into a certainty, She cries, this strangled sound deep within her, and you feel that presence flee as she pulls away, screaming in fear, trying to get away from you. But she can't. You've already seen this. You know how this story ends. There is no escape, not from you. You shape the future. And then with a sudden (gasps) you awaken in your bed, the sheets wrapped around you, that feeling of the power within you fading And as it does so, Jonor, you see that light fading, real, your skin glowing softly, fading back into its normal skin tones as you feel that power suddenly wane. Your dreams for the rest of the night are your own, no presence dare come near you again. ...is where we are going to wrap up for tonight. Uh, holy, shit, yeah. <laughs> holy shit, Tom. Um, holy shit. That's
5: a good time for DICE to deliver. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
6: I mean, yeah. Damn, dude. That's incredible. Sounds
5: like he knows where he is going.
6: Jonor, your power grows. <laughs> it's incredible. Um incredible. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for this uh, session of Curse of Strahd. If you're watching on Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're going to go and raid one of our lovely friends of the channel. In fact, tonight we're going to go raid Corsair's Cove. Now, they're not playing D&D, but they are playing Baldur's Gate 3, which is D&D adjacent, I would argue. So we will go raid Corsair's Cove and, uh, and say hi to Josh the Pirate. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure if uh, you haven't already to hit that subscribe button. We only need another 15 bloody legends to prove their legendary status by hitting that subscribe button. And uh, we will have hit the 1000 subscriber mark. So please, if you uh, if you can hit that button, that would be amazing. If you're listening to this on the podcast uh, or on YouTube or on Twitch, when we do hit the 1000 subscribers mark, we will be... Um, Offer the chance to open up channel memberships in fact we've been given a little bit early access to channel memberships already but what i want from you is your recommendations on what would be worth a channel membership to the youtube channel what kind of extra content extra sessions uh, behind the scenes stuff maybe some uh, some bestiaries and some uh, fauna and flora style videos where i draw the fauna and flora of uh fauna and flora yes fauna and flora of uh of nostaya and and talk through it and talk through the homebrew world um maybe some let's plays of games i know a lot of you really enjoyed the wandering village i'm happy to do more of those so um yeah keep me posted i'd love you know, to you get your suggestions yeah, yeah yeah tell me you
1: could do that um you could do some like party games and stuff like you, we played that oh, game the jackbox
6: felt- yeah and um akron the the vr one That's where i'm in lot. vr oh, as the tree and all of your squirrels that is a lot of fun that game it is um, a lot can of fun
1: actually be-
2: they could actually be really good with them. Um, that is a Christmas yeah, special. That'd be
6: really stuff. fun. I think, and let's... they could
2: be hot tub streams as well. Oh, I, but I'm in VR. I'm,
6: am I in a hot tub at That's in VR? Fine. You know what? Let's
2: the hot tub hot stream tub... isn't for you. You oh, know I what? Let's make this hot,
1: tub... <laughs> let's this hot tub stream even better, and you have Maisie Peters in the background.
2: <laughs> so
6: thank you for your suggestions. You uh, it's going to be great. Thanks for that, um, everybody. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here tonight. But from all of us, stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again really soon. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye.
5: Bye. bye, bye.